I wouldn't mind it at all. At all. I think it hell, if we would have had Gardner Minshew this year, season probably would have been different. So definitely. I think we'd be in the playoffs right now. He is yeah, he's underrated, man. He's he's a good quarterback. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, with our co-host back on the show, man. Super excited to have you back, man. J-Mac is back on the show after a little bit of a break, man. It's good to have you back on. Um, we're going to be going over some – I've been waiting a little minute to do this show. I'm super, super excited. Going over NFL available free agents and trade targets during the offseason that the Broncos could pursue if maybe they want to get some competition in with Jared Sidham or potentially a rookie. Just, to, uh, just a quick uh, – Disclaimer, this is not an episode we're going to be going over rookie quarterbacks. So everybody in the comments, I know everybody's going to be spamming Michael Penix and Jay Daniels. We will be doing our full evaluations mm. after we watch every single game of their tape and all that um, later in the offseason, um, just because we still have the natty and everything and then still have to catch up on film. But going to be going over a lot of uh, potential bridge options for the Broncos and maybe some trade candidates. So um, before we go and jump into all of that and more, J-Mac, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I want to start off. Happy New Year, everybody. I know people have been DMing me, asking me where I've been. Um, I just took a little vacation. so. But um, I'm back, and I'm ready to go. Yes, sir. Can't wait to uh, jump. We got a lot to talk about, so let's go and jump straight into it. If you're listening on YouTube, by the way, please like, subscribe to the channel. It means a lot to us. Um, so let's go and jump into it. One of the This is probably the one that's been re- receiving the most hype among uh, Broncos fans that I've kind of gotten to. I've wrote about it on Predominantly Orange. Um, I've gotten to some arguments, debates with uh, people about it. Justin Fields, someone who I think Broncos country is very, very split about. Some people really would really like him and entertain the idea of having him here in Denver. Um, and then some people uh, would not like the uh, idea of having him here in Denver. In year in the, this season, 2023, Justin Fields has improved a great deal in the second half of the season. I will give him that. In 13 starts this season, 61% completion, 2,400 passing yards, 16 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Obviously, he missed that uh, that chunk of games due to injury when Tyson Badgett came in uh, for the Chicago Bears. Um, just my overall evaluation, personally, I think he relies a little bit too much out of you know out of structure, similar to how we see with Russell Wilson and other quarterbacks. Um, I think he's still a little bit questionable. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. 
We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the pocket, like consistently, like some plays, I'm not going to lie, in that Atlanta game, he made some damn good throws in the pocket. I have to give him credit there. But if we're talking like consistently, I just haven't seen enough improvement for him, to be honest, in the pocket. And that's not to say it's all his fault. Like Luke Getzey, literally the worst, in my opinion, one of the worst matches they could have paired him with in Chicago. I feel like... (laughs) Coaching, they did a little bit of a disservice to him, but um, I just haven't seen enough to like be so confident that man, Justin Fields could be our franchise guy. And especially with the reports that are coming out that they could get a second and third for him, it's like we don't even have a second round pick. And then also, if we're gonna trade a third, we're probably gonna have to trade a few more, uh, you know, along with that. I don't know how accurate that report is, but just me personally, I want to get your thoughts on J Mac. I this is one that I I can't get on the same page with the rest of Broncos country. Like I really don't. I really wouldn't want Justin Fields in Denver. Yeah, we were talking about coming out of the draft. I would have been really okay with it, and um, you know him as a rookie. But I feel like it's kind of too late. I feel like he's now the quarterback that he's gonna be. He hasn't really progressed with his arm, and that's just. I mean, that's just that's the biggest thing. You know, Denver's going to need somebody that can be a little bit mobile, but Sean Payton wants somebody that's going to stand up in the pocket and make a lot of throws. And I just don't think Justin Field is that guy. I don't think he can be just that guy anymore. I feel like Chicago's ruined that for him. So I don't really think it's a good fit. Um, not to mention he's developed a lot of bad habits in Chicago that I think we don't want that coming to Denver. And we don't want a guy where, where we're going to have to fix again. That's, you know, that's kind of the thing where I'm at. I don't think we need a guy that, well, we got to fix this when he comes here. I feel like we just need a guy that we can develop on on its own. And um, so I'm not really a big fan of it, especially what they're going to ask for. But I think Fields is on his way out of there. I think they're they're not going to, I don't think they're going to pass up Caleb. I just don't see that. I I don't know. It's because I think with, especially with Eberflus coming back, I think he's going to want to, do anything to keep his job. And I think drafting Caleb Williams, that's going to do its best to keep his job. So I think Fields is on his way out. But unfortunately, I I, I don't think Denver's the place. Yeah, I, it's interesting because a lot of people have different opinions about it. I'm kind of on the fence. Like, I think he could. I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards thinking he'll stay. I don't know. I'm just getting a gut feeling that he's shown enough in the second half of the season for them to keep him. Um the, the biggest thing with me, and it's been an issue, even after he's improved, like after the bye week, like he holds on to the ball too long. Number two, 
I know this will piss you off. He's fumbled 38 times in 39 games. Yeah, that's just that's a like, ridiculous. That's a really bad number that it looks like it's not really improving that much. Yeah. And if you watch a lot of Bears games, it's very similar to Russ in Seattle. But just the arm talent isn't there like it was with, you know, with Russ, obviously, with Justin Fields. He's running a lot, doing a lot of pressure. And he's just him right now, the player that he is currently. It's not what Sean Payton wants to do. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? It's not. And people are going to say, well, if you think, the you know, running, look at these guys coming out of college like Jane Daniels. And it's completely different because you can de- developing and changing the way somebody plays is two completely different things. And Justin Fields, you're gonna have to change the way he plays. And I just feel like he's too, he's he's too comfortable in how he plays now. I just feel like that's that's a big adjustment. And I feel like Sean Payton, we've already tried. He's already tried to fix somebody. I think now it's it's time to go in a different direction from that. Exactly. I think you need to bring in someone that you don't have to fix that you can just kind of teach and make him a yeah. Sean Payton kind of guy. Like I think the both of us can agree. Like we want to draft someone in the first round, um, but. There, there, you know, there still is a lot of options out there. But the thing with Justin Fields is like, I'm tired of bringing in quarterbacks that we we're gonna force Champagne to fix. Like, let me let me ask this for the viewers, and let me know in the comments. Like, don't don't you see the same issues with Justin Fields and Russell Wilson? You really want to just run it back with the younger version of Russell Wilson? I'm not saying that he has the same exact flaws as Russ. He he has improved his vision of the field a little bit, but. To me, holding on to the ball too long, like these are things that like, can we just please bring in someone that is improved in these areas that we can teach and develop rather than just always trying to bring in someone that we have to fix? Like that that's that's just where I stand on that. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that that's really like the I don't think that really should be in the plan anymore. I feel like we've been through that. I feel like we know how I feel like we know how that's going to go. Um, but I do agree with you. I, I I think the draft is going to be the way to go. I think if anybody that we bring in is going to be someone that's that, that their game is established and that fits Sean Payton and what he wants to do, I think, you know, you're going to see – it's going to be a lot of more pocket passer type of guys that you're going to see the Broncos try to go after. Guys that can step up in the pocket and throw in the middle of the field so the guys can get hit. Guys that are wide open can be given the ball. So I think that's what – I think that's what the Broncos are going to be looking at moving forward. So speaking of quarterbacks that are really, really good at throwing in the middle of the field, let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, a very interesting one. Um, played for the Raiders, uh, was tra- signed with the Raiders this year on that three-year, uh, around $70 million deal. Um, he's a big-time like rhythm and timing-based quarterback. He never plays out of structure, not like Justin Fields or Russell Wilson. Like I said, he flourishes off the intermediate passes, something that Champagne really, really prefers in his quarterbacks. Um, the biggest thing with him, though, is – the season in six games he threw nine interceptions not good uh, also long injury history like there is a we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. A lot of flaws with him that obviously wouldn't be favorable for the Broncos' current situation. But if the Broncos aren't like super 
excited about Jared Sinna potentially being the bridge to a rookie next year, they could bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. And all the quarterbacks that we're going to listen to today's show, this is probably one that, like, just from a relationship and, like, fit standpoint, could make the most sense, in my opinion. He uh, attended Eastern Illinois University, so did Sean Payton. They, uh, they both um, share the same agent. Um, Sean Payton has stated in the past, I, I was doing a little bit of research last night, and apparently he's followed Garoppolo's career for like years dating back to college. Like He even considered Garoppolo as a possibility in New Orleans post-Drew Brees' retirement. Like He was kind of just keeping an eye on him as that uh, retirement decision loomed for Drew Brees. Um, so just for like a fifth standpoint, this could make sense, but in just in terms of my personal belief, in opinion, I wouldn't want him here in uh, Denver. He could be he could be a little bit cheaper um, than he, what he was with uh, in Las Vegas because I think he's definitely going to get cut uh, from the Raiders this offseason. So he's probably going to settle for a much cheaper deal. But just in terms of the contract that we have with Stidham right now, maybe they can get him on a short-term deal and have a battle between him and Stidham and Camp. Like this is the purpose of today's episode. Like maybe Sean Payton isn't too excited about the draft or isn't too excited about Stidham after this upcoming week. So he does look at these these veteran options. But in terms of fit, this could make sense, but I just don't think it would make in my opinion, I would side with Stidham over Jimmy G is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I would too. You you know how I feel about Jimmy G. I think he's shown pretty much the guy that he is and him being going to be 33 this next upcoming season, not being <clears throat> not being healthy and in systems where he's had good players around him and is just consistently mediocre play. And like you said, in six games, he had nine interceptions and didn't play well by any means. And that's with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. So regardless of what say about the play calling, he really didn't even give Devontae the ball. It's a lot of bad throws. And you brought up the middle of the field. Jimmy G specializes in play action. That's not going to fly here in Denver that much, especially with the with the guys we have on our offense. If Jimmy G is somewhere struggling with the Niners and then struggling with Devontae Adams and, and, and uh, all those guys over there in uh, Las Vegas, then imagine what he's going to do in Denver. So, I mean, yeah, Sean has totally talked about him in the past, but I feel like that was – in the past, kind of, you know, right when he got to San Francisco and kind of still had a, a good a, a good value by his name. But I think Jimmy G, his career is about kind of on his way out, especially with the injuries. And now teams know teams know who he is, man. He's just a guy that nothing special. So I, uh, me, I'm totally against bringing him in. I'd rather just have Stidham at this point. Yeah, I agree. I think he's super limited. Um, like I said, from a fit st standpoint, it could make sense. But in terms of what the Broncos want to do with like winning now and how they want to do it, I just don't expect like Jimmy G to sit in the pocket every snap and help us win games. Uh, to be honest, like he he could barely do that with a uh, a Vegas this year. Um, so let's talk about uh, Kirk Cousins next. Someone who me and uh, me and Jordan are super super high on. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, J Mac. Um, 18 touchdowns, five interceptions, 2,300 yards in eight games a season. He was on pace for 4,953 yards, 38 tutties, and 10 interceptions. He could have very well, if he didn't tear his Achilles, he could have very well been in the MVP conversation. Not, I don't know. Obviously, those on-pace numbers are never truly accurate, but he was putting up some really good numbers in the games that he did. Um, he understands coverages very, very well. In my opinion, a very, very high IQ quarterback. Knows how to exploit holes in defenses. Um, in my opinion, the whole trajectory with uh, Cousins and his career, in my opinion, I think he's been a really good quarterback just on bad teams. Uh, a lot of people want to bring up like postseason and all that. But in my opinion, I don't think he's been on the best rosters um, in terms of 
his Achilles injury. He will cover recover in time and for uh, 2024. So I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. He might miss a little bit of camp. I don't think he really will. Um, his market value right now, because he is going to be a free agent this upcoming offseason. Uh, according to Track, he's going to get $39.6 million per year. Three years, $118 million. Justin, because like financially, I don't think the Broncos can make this work just because of what they're going through financially with Russell Wilson. But in terms of just like if you could get Kirk Cousins to Denver, would you do it? If he didn't tear his Achilles, I would say yes. And I think that this season what we saw from him kind of elevating the team the way he did with no Jettas and the, the way he was just playing. I mean, they, they beat San Francisco. And – um yeah. You know, just overall looking at his, I mean, his career in Washington, his when he was in Washington, it was he was he was okay. But Minnesota was was his best days, in my opinion. 2022 was his best year, and they came up short. But I, I like what you brought up. The teams weren't really that good. He's had good weapons, but in terms of like, you know, the defenses have never really been much of anything. Um, yeah, but if he didn't tear his Achilles, I would really want to Kurt. It just when a when a guy like that tears it, you don't really know how to you know you, you don't know, you don't know how he's gonna come back. I know he's not a very mobile quarterback, but I mean that has everything to do with movement, footwork, and how he's gonna it's gonna change how he moves around in the pocket a little bit, and some yeah. of his decision making is gonna be changed just just a tad bit. Um, but that injury, I don't know, so I'm gonna go no, and especially with the money that he's gonna want to, that's gonna be huge and. We have way more skill position play, skill position needs like edge rusher, maybe left tackle, definitely corner, um, tight end. You know, it's some holes that we have to fill. And Kirk's going to eat up a little bit too much cap. Um, but that's pretty much it with me with Kirk. Also, um, somebody did bring up a good point I was reading that, I mean, you got to look at the, also the receivers that Kirk has had while he was in Minnesota. And it's going to be a huge drop off when he comes to Denver, depending on who's going to be there. Uh, when when he is the quarterback, so that it, it's just a lot of things to look into. It's not going to be the same as it was in Minnesota. The team may be a little bit better as than the defense, but it's going to be an offensive drop off, and you have to you got to factor in the injury too. So I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Don't want to bank on the injury as you're going into the season as your starting quarterback. Um, I think he could be very well a massive upgrade over Russell Wilson, even with yeah. the Achilles. Um, but this, the biggest thing with me is like the financial part. Like if he would, if we could, if we were fine financially for 2024, I'm, I'm down for it. I, I'm not going to lie. Like I would, I would still maybe look at some first round uh, quarterbacks as like uh, kind of sitting under Kirk cousins for a little bit, but um, with spot track projecting it for three years, 118 million, like that's probably not in the best interest currently for the Broncos. Like you said, they still have to address other needs. Quarterback is the most important. I think you got to address that before you address any other position, but you also have to keep in regard your, your future and what you want to have you know, around your quarterback. So um, I would love Kirk Cousins. I think he's still underrated. I think he's still a really, really good quarterback. I think he'll still have a really good year next year personally, um, but we'll, we'll see, man. I think me personally, I think he's going to stay in Minnesota. There's a reports coming out. I read from Troy Rank this morning that um, he heard that Minnesota, is already, they already want to make a strong push to keep him. So yeah. um, I don't think he's really leaving Minnesota personally. So I wouldn't get too hyped up about that, especially with the Broncos' financial um, state. Uh, so Jacoby Brissett, want to talk about uh, him next. Someone who has definitely got a little bit more hype in Broncos country than I initially anticipated. Um, 
He's appeared in three games in 2023. Uh, obviously, Sam Howell getting a little bit banged up or benched um, there in Washington. He's had 18 completions of 23 attempts for 78% completion, 224 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. In 2022, he was 15th in EPA, 14th in true completion percentage, 9th in air yards per attempt, 13th in money throws. The biggest thing with him, though, accuracy, in my opinion, accuracy, because he can, like I said, ninth and air yards per attempt, like he can gun it downfield, but his clean pocket accuracy last year, starting for the Browns, um, he was 34th in the NFL in clean pocket accuracy. He was 32nd in catchable pass rate. So accuracy, a little bit an issue. Also, injuries have been kind of something that has been dating back a little bit uh, since New England. Um, so those are things I kind of see with Jacoby Brissett. My personal take, I would, like I said, with Jimmy G, I would just go with Stidham. I'm going to go the opposite here. I think that um, I just watching him play this year, I feel like he's getting to that stage where he's like going to be valued as a high-value backup. I like what I've seen from him this year. I think he's been the better quarterback, just in my opinion. seems like every time he steps in, the commander's offense just takes a whole other level. And I don't know why that is, but um, – I would I would bring him in kind of like on a vet minimum deal, similar to what Sean Payton kind of did with Jameis. And I would let him and Stidham kind of duke it out to see, you know, who's going to win that job. But that's as far as I would go. In terms of people talking about bringing him in as a bridge quarterback, like, you know, I, I think the best thing for him is to be a backup. I don't want to see him, you know, be an actual starter. For like Brissett has had his opportunity. He had it with the Colts back in like 2019 and, it didn't really go that well. So I think I, I think the best option for him, if, if we were to bring him in, is going to be to battle it out with Stidham and see who's going to get that backup spot. But that, but as, as far as that goes, I wouldn't mind that at all. Cause I I think he's I think he's been a pretty good backup over the last few years. Yeah, he has. Um <clears throat> he's, he's shown enough definitely to be at least a backup. And I, I think he's gonna get a lot more than a vet minimum, though. I think it's not going to be a, a crap ton, but he's going to yeah, get somewhere yeah. around like a one year, seven, like six th- mil, yeah, something like that. So, yeah. yeah, depending on what the Broncos, because that's going to be a lot of quarterback. That's going to be a lot of money dedicated to the quarterback room, and especially if you sign, if you draft the first round quarterback, we've seen what those contracts have looked like in recent years for quarterbacks to the first round. So that's going to be a lot of money to uh, that position. So um, that'll the quarterback position is going to be something really, really interesting to watch for the Broncos this offseason, especially with literally every uh, reporter uh, is stating that Russell Wilson is going to get cut. So it, it seems inevitable. Um, next, let's talk about Kyler Murray. Uh, interesting one because the Cardinals apparently uh, they're going to be another situation with like uh, Josh Rosen a couple years ago where they traded him and then took a quarterback early in the draft. They're in prime position to do that again this year. So they could move on from Kyler Murray. Jonathan Gannon recently said in a press conference that uh, his his franchise quarterback is Kyler Murray. We probably know that might be capped just because we saw a few years ago in, uh, in Phil or not a few years ago earlier this year in Philly where he says uh, to the media in, in an interview, I'm staying in uh, Philly for life or whatever. And literally months later, he's hired by the Cardinals. So he, he could move on from Kyler Murray uh, in Arizona. I think personally he will. I don't think they're going to stick it out with him. I think they're going to go for a quarterback early on. So Kyler Murray could pop up as a trade candidate, but with me, with Kyler Murray, I, First of all, I'm a huge fan of Kyler Murray. Like him a lot in his game. But I think just for a fit with the Broncos, he relies too much out of structure. I don't think he will translate well to Peyton's offense personally. I think he's, in terms of like pocket, 
presence. I think he's a little bit better than Justin Fields, but seven games this season, nine touchdowns, five picks, 1,500 yards. He's thir- Get this stat right here. He's 31st in completion percentage versus man coverage, but he's 10th in completion percentage versus zone, zone coverage. So he kind of relies a little bit too much on zone. That's not something, a stat you want to see for your quarterback. That's a little bit too much, too predictable. So I think just with all that being taken into account, I'm not too sure what it would take to trade for Kyler Murray. I'm not expecting more than like a fourth or a third, something around that range. Um, just me personally, I would rather use that draft pick for something else and maybe look into signing a quarterback instead of trading for Kyler. I think if all else fails, I think this would be a really good option. Um, the only reason why I say that is because, one, he's really young, and I like what I'm seeing from him in Arizona. Um, I, I think the structure part of it is true, I think, but also he never really has had a chance to stand in and see what we can get from him because the offensive line has always been terrible. Dude, they never really had a good offensive cast. line. Yeah, his supporting cast. I mean, the best the best that he's had was D-Hop and James Conner. I mean, come on now. Um, but I don't think it's the worst option. I, I do like Kyler Murray, and I think what he's done since he's been back has been – it's not getting talked about enough. Exactly. Because Arizona is terrible. I mean, they're terrible, just downright awful in terms of supporting cast and overall team. The defense is terrible. The receiving core isn't worth anything. The, the only person they got on the offense is James Conner. So, um, but I wouldn't mind it. I, but like I said, I think if if all else fails, like if you honestly don't think you can get a quarterback at where you know you you finish with your pick, depending on you know you kind of know how the draft goes. I feel like getting Collar wouldn't be the worst option because I don't know you don't. It seems like with the, with, with the whole Cardinals thing, like you brought up the Josh Rosen and Jonathan Gannon not being true to his word. So you don't really know anything of what's going to happen. Me personally, I don't see them moving on from Kyler. I don't know if that's what they want to do. I, I don't think that's in the best option right now. Just like, I just don't think that's the best, that, that's the best option for them. But I mean, if all else fails and they do move on from Kyler, I wouldn't, I wouldn't view it as the worst option because Apparent because didn't Denver check in on Collar not too long ago when he was like available? Wasn't I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it, it was before we traded for Russ. I think, yeah, it was somewhere around there. But I mean, right now, Arizona, I don't even think, you yeah, know, they, they they would have the fourth pick. And the way the draft is looking right now, it's no telling what the first three picks are going to be. So yeah. they could all be quarterbacks. So I, but all, all in all, I think they stick with, uh, I, I think they stick with Collar. Yeah, we don't even know if they're gonna trade for they're gonna trade Kyler during the draft or like yeah. after after they decide to get when they get their quarterback. Like that whole situation is a little bit tricky. We don't really know what's gonna happen there, and the smoke screens are gonna be like crazy leading up to the draft. So the Broncos they might just get their quarterback before that. Um, so yeah. I, I'm not too sure. I, I like Kyler Murray a lot. I just I want to see someone who could like consistently beat defenses with his arm yeah. in the pocket. Yeah, and also his contract is very crazy. His extension, I don't think his extension has kicked in yet. I think it was like a five-year, 230. That's, yeah. yeah, So Broncos have already got, we already got a similar contract to that. I don't think that that's, and the fully guaranteed is 103. Um, I think it's over 100 million for sure. So I I don't know if they're going to want to do that just yet. I'm still leaning towards the draft and, or, you know, bringing, yeah, I I just think it's going to be a draft. Like, I don't think with our financial, like with our cash situation, getting a, a max quarterback is what this is, is what's going to be best for this team, especially going into next season. 
So let's talk about two quarterbacks that will probably get like really cheap deals. Uh, Gardner Minshew has had a – I don't think he's had a really bad – he's had, honestly had a decent season in Indy since uh, AR um, got injured there. Um, he obviously reunited with Shane Steichen um, in Indianapolis, so it's helped him out a lot. 12-game start of the season, 63% completion, 3,160 yards, 15 touchdowns to nine interceptions. He's a game manager, I can't lie, but he does it so well, in my opinion. Like He's middle of the pack in most advanced passing metrics. First in accuracy rating versus zone. 14th in accuracy rating versus man ninth in clean pocket accuracy rating like that that one jumps out to me a lot like in my opinion every time i think of like a good like bridge option who can like beat you uh in the pocket i think of gardner Minshew instantly like i he's not that guy to really do a lot with his legs or do a lot of like crazy magician type play at the quarterback position but he just kind of like that average like game manager that could insert well in denver in my opinion um the contract, I don't think it'll be a lot, but me personally, I think you've brought this up as well, or Jordan. I think um I think Indy's gonna like push to keep him for sure. Yeah, I think especially seeing how Anthony Richardson's career is off to with the injuries, I think that they're gonna Shane Steichen is gonna make it a push to keep him. I think that they're gonna give him a pretty good deal instead oh, of you know what he got, like maybe over the course, you maybe see like a two-year like 16 20 million dollar year range i think he's gonna get a pretty good deal from indy um but if he doesn't yeah i would love this i think it'll be an obvious upgrade over stidham um bringing him in and having him compete with whoever we draft or whoever else we bring in um i think i, I would love garner Minshew. yeah um that's just me <clears throat> uh, i would love to see what sean payton can do with him for sure though the but the way steichen has run is running that offense is very it's it's very strange, and I'm actually surprised. Like it's, but I will say it's working. Um, but one thing I will say, he he always finds a guy. Like he always has a guy. Like him and the the connection between him and Pittman has been unbelievable. And I feel like this has been Pittman's Pittman's probably best year as a wide receiver. It's been with Gardner Minshew. Out of all the guys he's had, all the all the vets he's had has been Gardner Minshew. So um, I wouldn't mind it at all. At all, I think it. Hell, if we would have had Gardner Minshew this year, season probably would have been different. So definitely, I think we'd be in the playoffs right now. He is, yeah, he's underrated, man. He's he's a good quarterback. I really, it's unfortunate that we are paying so much money to a quarterback who simply cannot manage manage games well, and then we have Gardner Minshew, who just getting paid much more or less, and obviously the Colts uh, knocking on the door for the playoffs. So. A last quarterback I want to talk about, and I do, I didn't even want to really bring him up on the show just because, like me personally, I don't really see, I don't see that much sense regarding this this player. But I've seen a lot of Broncos fans bring it up. Fath, I've seen a lot oh more God. of like Jameis Winston than Gardner Minshew, but Jameis Winston is apparently a potential bridge option for Sean Payton this year. Obviously, people are bringing up his 2021 year. Um, he threw 14 touchdowns, three interceptions in three games, or excuse me, seven games. Um, so. Uh, the biggest thing with me, man, is like it's the obvious decision making is flawed. He's a turnover machine. Um, even this season, he's thrown more picks and touchdowns in the games that he's appeared in, and he's not even started that many games for them. Um, so, me personally, I just I, I don't see it, man. I would I would rather have Jared Sidham. <laughs> nah, I'm not Jameis, man. Jameis, uh, he's very Jameis is very inconsistent and very unpredictable. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get big play Jameis or what the hell Jameis. Like, you, you don't know what you're going to get. 
and about six times out of ten, you're gonna get what the hell, Jameis. And I don't want that anywhere near. I don't because if if it's push come to shove and we do have to put another guy in and it's Jameis, more than likely not he's gonna blow away the game. I mean, a lot of his highlights are double or throws to the like you know that's double team, triple team, and the receiver making an unbelievable catch. So it's like, no, I don't I don't want that in Denver. Because I can just see him being – I can just see myself being scared of every single throw he makes down the field of it being a pick. Yeah, he'll once in a while just have that one game, though, where he just like, whoa, Jameis, where the hell does this come from? Then yeah. next week, bro's throwing in a triple coverage like every single snap. It's like I, – I, I don't get it with him. And I honestly don't get the hype in Broncos country around him. I would like to hear any Jameis supporters in the comments what your guys' thoughts on it. Um, And then l- please let us know in the comments who do you guys want – um, as a bridge potential bridge quarterback, were there any quarterbacks in this list um, that we listed that you think the Broncos could get that you would want? So please let us know in the comments. If you're listening on YouTube, please hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. So so appreciate it, man. Um, plenty more episodes to come uh, this this year, man. Looking to grow, keep growing the podcast. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast, please show support over there as well. Um, Jay Mac, you want to leave us off with anything? Yeah, I want to give. Um, I told somebody I'll give him a shout out. Um, somebody. DM me on Instagram, and we were actually their number one listen podcast uh, hey. on Spotify. Shout out to Drew on Instagram. His name is uh, Drew Bob. That's his tag. Uh, I told him I'll give him a shout out. Shout out to you, man. Thank you so much for listening to the pod. I'm, I'm glad that you know we was your number one uh, listen for 2023. Thanks, man. Yeah, shout out to everybody, man. Got a few more DMs like that too. That's it's awesome, man. Seeing all the minutes that people listen to us, it's yeah. almost like surreal. And also seeing people listening in different countries. That that one's the biggest one to me. Like people oh, yeah. listening in like Russia and like Canada and like Mexico, like that. That's that's so that's so cool, man. Seriously. But like I said, uh please thank you so much for listening to today's show. Also, turn notifications on as well. So you're always the first here to the pod. But with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrow, with my co-host, Jay Mac. Till the next one. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.